Well, Scott, thank you so much for taking your time for this interview. As we start, can you talk a little bit about your current role in the company? Sure. So, uh, Michelle, I've, uh, I've been here as a chief marketing officer at Offensive Security for all of uh, six weeks now. Uh, so I, uh, I am very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying it uh, uh, immensely. Um, I've had the good pleasure and fortune to um, inherit, uh, inherit a great team of, uh, of marketers, uh, sort of security marketers, and, um, and also join a, a really great leadership team um, here, at, here at OFSEC, uh, you know, led by our CEO, Ning Wang. And so um, I, I couldn't be more pleased. Um, this is, as I'm sure you know, a, a, an incredible brand that has been around, um, you know, for the better part of a decade and a half and has really become synonymous with high quality um, cybersecurity training and, and certification. And so I lead a team of, of uh, really great marketers. We're focused on um, brand and messaging and positioning and demand generation and um, product marketing and, and everything you would expect to see um, and then some um, in, a, in a marketing shop. Awesome, awesome. And um, can you talk maybe a little bit about your career trajectory, um, some, maybe some of the prior roles? Sure, absolutely. So uh, really prior to, uh, to my role here at OFSEC, uh, although I took a little bit of a, of a detour uh, um, at, at another organization, uh, prior to that, though, for, uh, for the better part of two and a half plus years, I was uh, chief marketing officer at Keeper Security, um, which is uh, an enterprise password manager plus also a consumer password manager uh, app. And so um, I joined that company um, relatively early on in its B2B go-to-market kind of strategy. Um, and, and I was brought on to, to help grow um, significantly our, our B2B um, offerings and, and revenue while at the same time um, continuing to drive more incremental or modest growth on our on the consumer side of our business, and so as folks may know, cons, uh, you know, Keeper along with right top competitors like LastPass or OnePass, right, we started out basically as a consumer password manager or digital vault, and so mm -hmm. and Keeper was really no different. Um, the way Keeper sort of differentiated ourselves, in addition to kind of our security architecture was in our kind of uh, go-to-market and how we thought about acquisition, particularly for consumers. And, and we went um, heavy in on uh, acquiring consumers um, uh, on, on the app stores, whereas some of our other um, primary competitors focused on, uh, on web acquisition. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so as a result, uh, you know, if you were to go to, uh, you know, either Apple App Store or Google Play, you will see, you know, you will see we have, we had a Keeper um, uh, uh, significantly more downloads, significantly more mm -hmm. reviews, et cetera. And yes, that was a function absolutely of the quality of, of the tool, but also um, the fact that we prioritize the app stores um, as an acquisition lever for consumer. And so as a result, mm -hmm. we, we, um, we, resource pretty significantly app store advertising, app store optimization, more so than even uh, web acquisition. And so I was there for two and a half years um, as chief marketing officer and, and, uh, and had a great run. 
prior to kids, and that was my first entree into uh, cybersecurity. Um, and, and some cybersecurity folks may may not even contemplate a, an EPM as a cybersecurity. And I'm, I certainly understand that it's obviously in the IAM space. But, mm-hmm. you know, prior prior to that, I spent uh, the better part of uh, 15 or 20 years actually in marketing roles in healthcare IT organizations. So principally B2B software as a service uh, uh, companies that sold either to healthcare providers whether they were physician practices or hospitals and health systems um, or uh, healthcare payers. So uh, here in the States, uh, you know, health insurers like uh, uh, Aetna and Humana and Cigna. And so um, that's the better part of uh, 20 years. And then before that, I was in various marketing roles at a bunch of different companies, uh, although principally in, in B2B as well. Interesting. Interesting. It's um, quite a career path. And uh in, in your current role, I we, we talked to a number of uh, marketing executives, and they uh, they they define tend to define their role, kind of their objective, uh, not always kind of in the same way. Some of the definitions that I heard, they would say, our job is to make sales easier. So that's kind of one. Another could be we're really focusing on the first steps of the customer journey, problem aware, category aware, solution aware. So that's where we spend most of our time. Kind of from your perspective, what kind of if if you if we were to give a one-liner of what what you, what is that you do? What what is that your objective? What would that be? Yeah. Uh, so I I I learned a long time ago. Uh, businesses basically um, have two things to do: uh, create value and communicate the value that they create. And so my job and the job of my team is the latter is is the latter, right? And so. We have to, um, as marketers, um, it, it, it's, it's um, simple, but not easy, right? We, we have to communicate um, here at Offsec to both potential students and consumers and individuals, as well as businesses and enterprise and government entities. We have to communicate the significant value um, that this company has created um, and, and uh, customers uh, alike have accrued over, you know, over the better part of a, a decade and a half. And so that's our job, right? We have to communicate that value. We don't have to oversell it. Um, we don't have to uh, uh, describe it in ways that, that aren't um, legitimate or, or real. We simply have to do the brand uh, and, and justice. And, and yes, and that, means, that means ultimately, sure, making sales easier. Um, greasing the skids, right? It, yes, it, it, it means helping to educate um, uh, uh, target markets and our buyer personas to the extent that they need education, right? These are, these are smart folks, right? And the fact of the matter is neither, neither OFSEC nor our competitors, uh, whether they're in the training space or or you know, in, 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 the, uh, in the tools and tech space of, of cybersecurity, we're not really teaching CISOs, right, anything. Um, they, they know, right, because they live it. So this, this to me is not so much an issue of problem identification. CISOs, I, I, I know, right, feel the pain um, that, that we aim to help solve right here at Offsec um, as it relates to Cybersecurity talent gap, 
cybersecurity training, right? Where am I getting my people from? There are 600,000 right? open, open cybersecurity roles, right? There's been 0% cybersecurity unemployment for, for years and years and years, right? And so, so that's the problem. Everybody gets it, right? Uh, there are, though, um, different ways to kind of skin this cat and address that problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, while this is not always going to be a kind of product or solution first approach, um, ultimately, and sooner rather than later, probably, right? We have to we have to d- deliver a compelling value proposition mm-hmm. that says, yes, you know the problem. You have a multitude of ways potentially to solve it. We are one of them. <laughs> Here's our case, right? For for why we think um, it, it it makes sense for you to to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And then. So, and um, would you say kind of CISOs, are they usually the champions and they bring you in to help educate their team or the users at large or maybe both? Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I think if you asked me this question, maybe in six months, I would have a slightly different answer. And so the way I would answer the question today is based on kind of our historic or legacy go-to-market motions um, inside of B2B or, or enterprise, which, mm-hmm. which has largely been um, uh, in kind of a individual slash teams motion, right? Kind of a land and expand that if we, you know, if we have a couple of folks who have come to us presenting themselves as like an individual learner, but yet they're doing it in the context of their current role or if they're doing it um, in, you know, uh, in an attempt to gain a leg up, right, in, in their career, um, then ultimately that, that was how we tended to mm-hmm. kind of penetrate into an account or in an enterprise through kind of an individual champion, right, mm-hmm. of, our, of our community. And so I think we're going to continue to lean into, into that motion to help, to help build out, um, you know, our, our B2B um, uh, enterprise um, go-to-market strategy here. I think the thing we're going to layer on, though, to that mm-hmm. is what we would call in marketing, right, kind of a top-down, right? So, so it is to go a little bit higher, whether it's the CISO level mm-hmm. or maybe CISO minus one. Um, and additionally, because of what we do, um, we, we believe that a, a head of training, a head of development um, is, is also a really critical um, buyer and influencer persona for us um, as well, because right, those training buckets can sit in a couple of different places. Right? And so, yeah, and, and so, um, so that's the motion that we're, we're going towards in terms of supplementing what we have done historically, and then hopefully we kind of capture, capture as much of it as we can. Certainly, both methods. Yeah. Certainly it's, it makes sense. So it's, it's kind of like bottom, you mentioned it's bottom up, it's individual contributors kind of self, uh, self-guiding, self-selecting, but kind of then, but then it's an opportunity for you to, uh, to reach out and kind of lend and expand, but also there's probably a motion to engage head of training and maybe senior cybersecurity executives once, once this beachhead is established. And kind of zooming out a little bit, uh, kind of looking at, I guess, marketing strategy, 
it, it's cybersecurity in general is such a incredibly uh, rapidly growing field. You mentioned the shortage of uh, uh, cybersecurity professionals. It seems every time I, I go to TechCrunch, there's yet another company raising hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, a unicorn valuation. Um, so as a space, it seems to be exploding, but also marketing is also, it feels like it's changing. Uh, in the past, I know inbound was in vogue. Uh, then it was live events, RSA, Black Hat, uh, Gartner. Um, then with and COVID, every, everyone is remote. So webinars was a big thing. What is working for you now? Yeah. Um, so we have a, a tremendous um, organic social following and by extension, community. And so we really lean into that. And, and, um, and so relative to kind of word of mouth, elevating the brand, um, driving direct website traffic, right? It, it, it tends to be driven from, um, from the community, from our social followership. And we, we, we try to engage um, pretty significantly regularly. Um, with, with our following, with, with, um, with that network and with that community. And we'll be doing more going forward to really even more fully engage that community um, than, than, than we do today. I would think, you know, it's, it's really no surprise that we're, we're, we're trying to figure out the optimal mix, just like, right, just like everybody, you're out the, the events mix or the field marketing mix between in-person now versus virtual and, you know, third party event. Mm -hmm. Really, and, you know, uh, PR and analytics. And so, um, mm -hmm. so we're, we're trying to figure out and uh, how to optimize. Certainly. lot of all right thanks mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. a lot of travel find subscriptions or you know contact submissions in a b2b um, mm -hmm. a lot of it comes from organic search and um, and so I know, you know, uh, when I was a keeper and, and, and certainly at the at, at the advent of COVID, right, a lot of companies shifted their uh, their event spend um, to other places. And oftentimes, um, you know, SEO was the recipient of of that kind of newfound wealth as a result of <laughs> in-person events going away. And I think we're going to continue here to kind of lean in on on organic search. And it's not just right, throwing up content um, to, for no other purpose than to drive traffic and hope that once we get them, get them to the site, we can convert them, right? It literally is trying to um, understand uh, as, as best we can to the extent we can, what matters um, to the folks who are coming to our site, right? And, and doing the best we can to create relevant, valid content that scratches their itch. Mm -hmm. um, and, and by virtue of doing that, right, we will ultimately reap the SEO 
rewards from that, right? So it, it, it's not about, you know, um, trying to uh, trying to trick, you know, anybody's algorithms. I really believe that this game around organic search and SEO um, by developing um, really great content mm -hmm. that addresses uh, what what folks are actually searching for and, and, and what they find interesting and not and not leading obviously with with the product uh, product sell certainly certainly well um, it seems kind of continuing this theme that the, the space is getting busier uh, and busier and, and also some of the channels uh, were look, locked out of, uh, of events and uh, some companies leaning into uh, organic search, other companies are leaning more in outbound, I know, email and phone, and every channel is getting more and more um, crowded, so to speak, and then the response rates are dropping. So it's not with those challenges. Um, let's say you have a crystal ball and it can see into the future of uh, what will be some of the top issues for cybersecurity marketers six months from now, 12 months from now, in your view. Yeah. Um... You know, and I think um, I think those issues are going to be felt uh, largely across all of all of B two B marketing in particular. I think, I think from where from where I sit, um, just just as though there is this cybersecurity workforce gap, right? Mm -hmm. There is also a a in particular a B two B growth marketing product marketing demand gen gap. Mm -hmm. And that's not going away in six months. It's not going away in 12 months. This is this is easily the most competitive marketing job market I've seen in my career. And that's you know and that's not going going away. And so I think uh, probably my biggest challenge as a CMO kind of non-marketing challenge right is how to re retain <laughs> attract and retain um the the best talent um how to ensure that offset uh employee value proposition right mm -hmm. that our opportunities and and career growth and trajectory that that we offer folks and the ability to do the kind of work that that we do here and will continue to do here is um you know, is what is what we're going to lean on. But here, everybody's going to do that, right? And so um, everybody gets it. And 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 so and, and it can't just be like a race to the top, right? Because sooner rather than like people are, can't afford it, right? And, and um, good on the candidates, right? Um, um, I've I, like I've heard horror stories from a CMO's perspective, right? About about uh, what some candidates are doing now in terms of, you know, juggling multiple offers simultaneously. And, and, and again, good on them, bad on, bad on CMOs um, in, in terms of being able to, you know, to sort of find the right, the right, the right talents. And so now that, that opens up the question, like what's given that, externality of a highly hyper competitive marketing job market mm -hmm. what's the right model right to to staff and to resource the various you know essential and critical marketing functions right like 
maybe you can't do it all in source, right? Maybe it's got to be a hybrid model, in source, outsource. Maybe that outsource model is freelancers. Maybe there's agencies, you know, supplementing. And so these are things that you know I and and I know other other CMOs are trying to trying to figure out. It, it just used to be a lot easier to solve these problems by putting out, you know, by by crafting a job posting mm-hmm. and then sitting back watching what happens. And, um, and you do that today, at least my experience and what I see, it's, um, it, it's crickets because, um, you know, a lot of good folks uh, are really happy where they're at and, and, and they're ultimately commanding top dollar to, to make a move. And, and they're getting that top dollar, it seems like. They are. They are. Uh, it's good on it's them. excellent. Well, Scott, yeah. I know we're coming up on time. Last question. Uh, this year, for some reason, um, RSA and Gartner are scheduled to be at the same time. For you, is it is it RSA? Is it Gartner? Is it neither? What's what's your take? Uh, so the the one word answer for us in 2022 is neither. Um, and uh, but that has more to do with offensive security. Uh, than it does either of those two organizations or events. I have previously, as CMO at Keeper, um, have sponsored and exhibited at both of those um, uh, events. Uh, and um, all, all I will say is that those, the, the scale of those kinds of events um, uh, in, has, not, has not been in kind of the, um, the wheelhouse of OFSEC from a marketing channel and, and tactic perspective, right? This mm-hmm. is not a company that historically has gone about exhibiting at major cybersecurity or infosec um, industry events, right? And, and um, because I think of the legacy, right? Like it wasn't until really within the past couple of years, even uh, Misha, that you know we've really leaned into B2B and enterprise. And some of that was as a result of building out our direct sales organization. Some of that was tied to the the launch of our subscription platform and model and our learning Mm -hmm. platform uh, that that enables um, uh, administrators or sysadmins to to, uh, administer uh, and, and provision our content and, and exams internally. And so as a result, historically, no, um, we haven't done either. I will tell you that we've had conversations with Gartner even in the last couple of weeks, looking to 2023, whether or not we do it, TBD, I would put RSA in that category as, as well. Certainly, certainly. Awesome. Well, Scott, again, thank you so much for taking uh, your time for this. This was this was excellent. My uh, pleasure. 